Eva, and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all appreciated. So yeah, let's jump right into this. If you listened to the episode right before this one, which was Tiny Pretty Things, then you know that I'm giving you the gift of the holidays or I'm in the holiday spirit. I don't know. I was trying to make that super like, (laughs) I don't know what I was trying to do, but I'm giving you some gifts this week because I'm dropping two episodes in one week before we go on our little Christmas break, even though technically is it really a break if it falls on a Friday? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We are discussing HBO's, or HBO Max, I should say. Um, Or is it HBO Original? Because, you know, I really honestly can't tell until I actually look. No, it's a Max Original. The Flight Attendant. Uh, This one is going to be an interesting discussion. And we're just going to kick it off right now like this. So you can know up front if you want to keep listening This is a podcast that is full of spoilers. Not only do I spoil the actual show or movie that I'm discussing, but there's a chance that I will spoil (laughs) whatever happens in the book if there is a book that said movie or TV show is based off of. So that's the warning as far as spoiling books are concerned. So if that's a thing for you, then I would suggest you stop right here. If you want to go read the book, read the book and then you can come back. But I cannot promise that I will not spoil things in the book. I, of course, will spoil things in the TV show. Also, this is not like a super high level brown nose type of a review podcast. Or I don't even like to say review. I just like to say discussion because we're just we're just talking about what I watch. It's what's more so a one-sided conversation. But in your head, you're having this conversation <laughs> me but as with all conversations we can jump around a little bit we might not go in a straight line we might be talking about one thing and then jump to another thing and then come back to that one thing so I just ask that you buckle up get ready and follow along because who knows where we're going to go with this one because this is an interesting show that we are going to discuss so I gave the I gave the warning about the book thing. This is based on the book of the same name. I did read the book of this. And we're going to start off with just how I originally went into watching this show. So I'm pretty sure this dropped a little bit before um, it was either the Thanksgiving weekend or the weekend before Thanksgiving. Honestly, can't remember because they also dropped the rest of industry. And I know I finished industry before I started watching The Flight Attendant. So it was a little blurry there. But and I also did not watch The Flight Attendant when it first initially dropped. So I was a little bit delayed. But I saw The Flight Attendant, saw the trailers, and I was like, I don't know. There was something in my spirit that was just like, Eva, 
do you really want to watch this? And I know, I know, I know if you've been listening, especially over the past like nine months now that, you know, I have been struggling and having mental come to Jesus moments about what I want to watch versus forcing myself to watch things. So this was a little bit kind of like that, but I don't know. It was something else. It wasn't even a question of if this was something that I would watch. It was more so, okay, for those who are new, I am not a big comedy watcher or viewer. A lot of things that are billed as comedy, I usually don't really enjoy. Don't know why. Can't tell you why. I just, I just literally do not enjoy them and I will give things a try and will end up like tapping out not even that much into it. So I just don't watch it. And I kept seeing things like dark comedy. I will say dark things that are like dark comedy or whatever usually tend to be better because I don't feel like they're trying to force me to laugh if that, if you get my Jeff there. So I feel like it was a little bit of that that was kind of nuggling at me. But I told you guys, I talked about this before where while we've been in this pandemic or in this shutdown, I feel like everything just seems like it happened happened hundreds of years ago. <laughs> and I'm always like, I just felt like I couldn't remember things. And I know everyone can relate because we've all been feeling this way because we've been essentially doing the same thing over and over again. Like you feel like a motivation. You feel like you can't remember things that you did like a week ago because it felt like you did it <laughs> five years ago. And it was just this constant state of, just blondness. I don't even know how to explain a better word to explain it, but this, just this constant state of blondness. And so a lot of, a lot of things pre COVID, which is a thing, <laughs> which is so weird to say, but a lot of things pre COVID that I did or that I remember, it just, I feel like I can feel, I'm going to give you a visual. I feel like in my head, I can see myself reaching for it but it's just past outside of my reach, but it's also enough outside of my reach that I can't even recognize what it is that I'm reaching for. Don't know if that makes sense, but that's just kind of how I've been feeling, especially when I'm watching like the next season of something that happened, that had a season that aired prior to um, COVID and pandemic and lockdowns and all of that. So immediately watching this, one, I think this, what was going on, because I talked about this thing like sludge. And a lot of times there are just those things. And I've never really talked about this and just keep, keep following. Cause we're going to, we're going to get to it, but I've never really talked about this, but the way my brain functions and a lot of the times why I'm always like, Oh, I have to write notes and things like that is because I retain so much information that I have great short and long-term memory, but I retain so much information that essentially, I don't even know how to explain it. I think of it as like a file system or like a library. The, um, what are the little, the, oh my gosh, I can't think of what they're called, but the little cards that have all the books on them and you sort through to look for them. I think of my brain in that way, in that I retain a lot of information the things that I retain in the immediate, I keep. And then as soon as I utilize that information for whatever it is that I need to utilize it for, it's like all of a sudden it disappears and I can no longer remember <laughs> what it was that I was holding on to until maybe 
in the future when someone randomly says something or we're having a conversation or we're talking about something, then it'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So I always talk about it as like being sludge in my head. So lo and behold, I think part of the reason why I was hesitant to watch this is because it was reminding me of something, but I didn't know what it was reminding me of. Not until I sat down because I dropped the first three episodes. Um, in the first drop, there, there were eight episodes. It was so weird. They were dropped the first three episodes. And then I didn't realize until I kept watching that at some point they were dropping two episodes <laughs> at a time. And I was just like, okay, this is kind of weird. I would have preferred to just drop them all at the same time. But hence we got through the season in halftime versus them dropping a new episode every week. So I get into the first episode and I'm watching it. And we get through the whole, we're introduced to... Um, our main character, who's played by Kaylee Cuoco, and you guys know I be I be effing up names. Even when I hear them, I still mess them up when I say them. I always feel like I say them wrong. So <laughs> if I said that wrong, <laughs> apologies. But she's playing Cassie Bowden, who's this flight attendant, hot mess, drunk, a a, a functioning high alcoholic. <laughs> Like all the things, that is what she is. And we're introduced to her. She's on a flight. Um, she's going to Dubai. Dubai. Du, oh my gosh, Dubai. <laughs> and she um meets a passenger, Alex Sokolov, who's um seems to be like this serious man. They're attracted to each other. They have a night. They spend a night together in Dubai, and then she wakes up next to his murdered body and I'm like why is this seeming I don't understand why this seeming familiar I just don't know it just literally was not connecting to me but I was as I'm watching this I'm literally going through my mind of every single show that I've watched in like the last year and I'm like why does this story seem so familiar and then we get to the point where she's running through um the hotel and like she has it she goes to the gift shop she gets like the scarf and stuff and then she's walking through um trying to get away from the hotel and I was like oh my gosh I think I read this as a book but I just could not in my brain remember if this was actually a book so I was like, okay, go into the Kindle app, see if I can find the book. Couldn't find the book in my like on my bookshelf. But mind you, one, if you're new here, I read a shit ton of books every year. I always set a goal to read like between 45 to 50 books a year. If you've been listening all year, then you know this year, as soon as pandemic hit, that goal just went out the window. This is actually the first year in a very long time where I've read like less than 20 books. <laughs> in the year. So I was like, oh my gosh, where is this at? So then I went into Goodreads and I Googled the flight attendant and lo and behold, the book comes up, but I'm like, wait a minute, is this really the book? And then I saw that I read it in 2018 when it came out and I gave it like two stars. And all of a sudden everything came rushing back to me and I was like, oh my gosh, had I known that this show was that book? I most likely would not have watched it. And I'm going to tell you why. I hated the book. Hated the book. And I'm going to tell you why I hated the book. <laughs> like, why would I not tell you why I hated the book? And I feel like hate is such a strong word. I just was not a fan of the book. 
And the main reason is because of our main char character, Cassie. Her actions, the things she did, it was super frustrating. And I think one of the things that they did with the show to try to negate how you can feel reading Cassie on paper versus watching her on a TV show is they created this thing called the mind place. Is that what it's called? Let me make sure that that is, or the mind palace. So essentially after Alex dies or whatever, he inhabits her, this mind palace in Cassie's head. And this is where she has a lot of the dialogue with him as she's trying to figure out what happened to him, who murdered him, um, and trying to piece together the events of that night. This is again an example of when I was talking about a few, a couple of episodes ago about where it started to feel like a lot of the books that I was reading had those same kind of um, themes as well as a lot of the shows were starting to get the same kind of things where it's like you have this unreliable character who you have to depend on to pretty much piece together <laughs> the narrative or events of time past. And at that point in time, a lot of the books were like that. And it was even more frustrating because there's one thing to be an unreliable narrator, but there's another thing to be an unreliable narrator and then continue to make choices and decisions that just are like, what are you doing? So the biggest thing for me with Cassie was the choices that she made. They all were dumb. Essentially, that whole first episode is pretty much uh, what <laughs> happens in the book verbatim. The Mind Palace is not in the book. Um, again, I told you guys, I'm most likely going to spoil things in the books, in the book. So if you are not about that life, then again, this is your warning to leave because there are, uh, there are differences between the book and the show, but a lot of it is the same. The Mind Palace is a completely new thing. Alex was only this one night stand who she essentially slept with, had a crazy night with, and then woke up and he was dead. Miranda was in a book. And then as we're continuing to go through and we're meeting all these people, we're meeting Ani and we're meeting Buckley and um, we're meeting Shane, which I was like, oh, and the book was so long ago. Like, honestly, I just could not remember if all these people were actually in the book. So little cheat, I went and Googled <laughs> Like, just give me the spoiler-filled summary of this book because a lot of the stuff that's happening, I was like, I don't remember this happening in the book. But a lot of this actually did. A lot of the characters are real. The only thing is, I don't remember Ani being Cassie's friend in this. And then um, Ani's boyfriend, who was, I didn't write his name down, Max. Max, who also was like, I've seen you in something. Uh, lo and behold, he was in Once Upon a Time on ABC. He played Aladdin. But <laughs> fun fact there. But um, I was like, I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember him in this relationship. I honestly did not remember Megan at all. But apparently she was in a book. So that's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of that stuff I just did not remember. But anyway, I just could not with the way that I felt about Cassie in the book is the way that I felt about Cassie in the show. 
mind palace and all did not help how I felt about her because she was just so frustrating. And I was reading an article with the uh, producer whose name is Steve Yaki, I believe. And he was talking about how they created the mind palace to kind of give viewers that look into Cassie's mind to see why she makes some of the decisions that she makes. And I still was like, girl, no. It was so frustrating to watch her. It wasn't, I will say it wasn't as frustra as frustrating to watch Cassie make the, the poor choices that she made as far as how it compared in the book, I don't think. But it still made me feel angry to the point where I was just like, oh, I don't really like Cassie because like clearly, and this is all you're looking from the outside in. So you're like, clearly you have a drinking problem, which everyone is telling you, but you don't seem to be wanting to acknowledge. And clearly you're suppressing something in your mind that you don't want to acknowledge. Every single thing that you're doing while you think that is trying to help you and help like clear your name, essentially is just leaving chaos in your trail, like going to the police, not listening to your friend who is also your lawyer telling you to plead the fifth and you're still giving out information, going on death missions to track down who Miranda is and asking all these questions and then still able to have this relationship with Buckley, which Buckley as well, I do not remember him being that prominent. I mean, she slept with him in the book, but I don't remember him being that prominent in the book the way that he was. And even watched those just like, ugh, it just was not coming back to me. So I don't know if that speaks to, if <laughs> I'm probably not the person you should look to if you're like, should I read this book? Which, I mean, I didn't give away the bigger, the biggest spoilers, which there is a bigger spoiler that happens at the end of the book that did not happen at the end of this um, show or the end of this season, which in the book was super obvious as you're watching everything that's happening and unfolding in the book. And they didn't really allude to anything like that in the actual show. But that's not to say that depending on, well, this was immediately renewed for a second season. So depending on where we start off in the second season, if we start off immediately where we left off, then there's a case, there's a chance that we could have that ending spoiler, book spoiler happen. But if we start off in this like kind of far, far in the future, then I just don't see it. And I guess I should save this for when I actually talk about <laughs> what I wanna see in a season two. But anyway, so everyone was crazy. Megan, and again, I was like, I don't work. So the book was split, was from two perspectives. It was from Cassie's perspective and it was from Miranda's perspective. We don't really, I mean, we do get some perspective from Miranda. Um, and Miranda in the book is more so like, she's a Russian spy, but she's also posing as a CIA agent in the book, I believe. So that was different. Also, this is a spoiler for the book don't really know where we would go like I just don't see how this was spoiled for a future season because Miranda lives <laughs> after um this season because we know Buckley like we saw her body in the shower so we would assume she was dead but when they went through and cleared out the room they were like she wasn't there so we're to assume she's alive in the book Miranda does not 
live. Also, this was posed as like a limited series. So how everything wrapped up and kind of the ending that we got in the book was like final to the point where it's like we don't need anything else after this versus how we kind of left things here. We, I can see where we can finesse <laughs> a second season. But again, we will get into that. So overall, can I really complain about acting? I think acting was top notch. I believed Kaylee was this cast or was this drunken Cassie girl who just was making poor life decisions and drunkenly stumbling through life trying to clear her name from this murder. I personally, I mean, I get the whole mind palace thing. For me personally, it did not help shed better light on Cassie or my thoughts of Cassie as a person or a character. I still was like... <laughs> She's too much. She makes dumb decisions and I'm just not rooting for her, if you will. Versus like on even the whole friendship between Ani and Cassie and you look at that and you're just like, you kind of, I liked how that friendship was kind of structured because as you're seeing their friendship unfold as the viewer, you're like, are you guys really friends though? Because it seems like y'all just keeping a lot of things from each other, but you seem to be like, if if you were to have an emergency contact and you needed somebody, like that would be emergency contact. So it just all wasn't shaping out. So I did appreciate kind of like the trajectory and the journey of their friendship and even how, how it all kind of, I guess you could say, came full circle. And they do end up like remaining friends, but they both acknowledge that maybe they weren't really functioning really as two friends because they were keeping so much from them. Um, I want to talk about Max, but I feel like that can get to a possible second season. But either way, I thought Max was an interesting addition. I hated that he got taken, he got took, taken, taken, he got taken out pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, after he started helping Cassie with trying to figure out what was going on with, um, Alex and Miranda and this, this, um, what would you call it? Shadow company, faux company. I guess you call it shadow company and why he got killed and all these other things. And then he gets hit by the car and he's taken out and he's kind of like our, um, he would be our person, like our tech guy if we were like in a thriller with spies and things like that, like he would be that guy. <laughs> so I'm sure we will see him hopefully be used more in a possible, or well, in a possible, in the second season. But also someone who I just do not remember in the book, Shane, who seemed to be uh, Cassie's other close friend in the city. I mean, she has all these friends, but I guess for her, they really weren't, close friends because she everyone else thought they were close to her versus how she versus her perspective of them but I thought he was an interesting character and I honestly wanted to see more from him and I, th I thought it was great when you it is revealed that he is an undercover um CIA agent and that he was there to investigate Megan which we're running we're into Megan um so but he again he was it was a lot of fringe characters in this who kind of were like there 
And we didn't really get a lot of substance, but we had these moments where it's kind of like, oh, okay. So like his moment when it's revealed that he was a CIA agent, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, the same for Megan, which <sighs> Megan frustrated me. I don't remember Megan in the book. Apparently she was in the book, but I don't think she frustrated me as much as in the book as she did in the show because her drive to do what she was doing also was just, I think I just, I've been cooped up and locked up. Not really like actually, but like I've been essentially doing the same thing every day for so long that I think I'm just done with watching people make dumb life decisions when they can clearly make a great or good uh, choice in their lives. And Megan's another one who was like, how, I hate to call her dumb, but like, how dumb do you have to be to not realize that these people who I believe they were from China or wherever they were from, and you were giving them information from your husband's laptop, how naive or dumb do you have to be to not realize that you were giving them super classified, important information that could be used against essentially the United States? Like, and then you're going to blame it on you just didn't want to be, you want to be seen and noticed and you felt invisible. Uh, girl, bye. I'm sorry, but Megan, oh, she frustrated me. But seeing how things played out, once everything started, the shit started to hit the fan and everything was falling apart at home and her husband found out what was going on and she went on that international flight and she booked it. And so I'm assuming we're going to see her come back up again in um, a second season. But I mean, what else can we talk about about this? This is an, a case where I did not write a lot of notes about this because it's like the main thing that I want to talk about is that <laughs> this was based on a book that I really did not enjoy. Um, Miranda, I thought it was interesting. Um, Miranda was an interesting character. Also, shout out Miranda played by Michelle Gomez, who is also on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is coming back soon at some point. I still have not looked up the date for that. <laughs> I keep referencing it and being like, yeah, it's coming up soon, but <laughs> not knowing the actual date. But, um, so it was good to see her in this role because I don't think I've seen her in anything outside of Sabrina. So I thought this was a different, this was a, um interesting role for her and kind of seeing her play this spy agency. Is it really? I don't know. Also, they made it seem like in the book again, because I can't really remember what happened in the book. They made it seem like in the book, Miranda was the one who killed Alex. And then... Try or maybe they did it in the show too. I don't know. I can't remember. It's all again. It's all mesh meshing together. But essentially, they made it seem like Miranda was the one who killed Alex, and then Buckley was sent to kill Miranda. I believe that's that's how it plays out in the book. But is that also how it plays out in the show? They got me sitting here feeling unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell what happened in this book. Also, I don't remember um, Cassie having a brother, which I know, no way. I know she, I'm pretty sure she had family in the book, but I want to say she had like a mom or something. 
and she still they struggle with alcohol and it was derived from her father being an alcoholic and he did die in a car crash in the book but I was like did she also have this brother as well if not, I thought he was a welcome addition. I did want to see a little bit more from him because, I, I mean, they do get in the backstory and kind of the horrible way she treated her brother and kind of why he would be justified in not trying to have a relationship with her, with her, even though he seems to, I don't want to say be an enabler. Well, an enabler to a point because after the visit with his husband and their kids and everything that transpired from that. And it was like, oh, you cut off. And that seemed like it came from his husband, like, we're done. But he still was trying to, like, have that relationship with her. So I don't know. It will be interesting to kind of see more from that standpoint because Cassie eventually acknowledges the horrible way that she treated him. And you kind of see them trying to repair it when he shows up in New York after she calls him super weirdly. And he's like, what's going on? Do you need me to, to come out there? And she doesn't. And so then, but he ends up coming anyway. So I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how that relationship progresses. So, I mean, I think we should just talk about season two. Because <laughs> there's not really a lot to, I mean, as far as if I was to talk about a book to TV, I think that whole first episode, I kid you not, is exactly how I imagined it happening in my head as I was reading a book. And I think that's why it was so weird as I was watching it. And I was like, I've seen this. I didn't even say read. I said, I've seen this somewhere before. This looks so familiar. So I think they did a great job in like bringing those words to life, if you will. And I feel like it's such an interesting thing to like talk about um, when you read something versus watch something. Because I do... <laughs> read a lot. Therefore, a lot of the things that I read do get turned into books or movies. And it's usually like the fantasy um, types of shows where it's like, oh, it looked like this is how I imagined it looking or whatever like that. And it's more so these more like dramatized mystery type of shows you don't really think about, or at least you don't really see a lot of talk about like how that was translated from the book to the screen. But I do think and I'm a visual reader, so I create, I also watch so many things. So I'm literally creating scenes in my head as I'm reading it. And this was just like, it literally looked like somebody went into my brain and was like, this is what the show is going to look like. That whole first episode, I kid you not. I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so familiar after that I was I was a lost cause because I was like I don't remember a lot of this stuff that happened in the book but that whole Dubai scene after she realizes what happened with Alex and he's dead and she's trying to figure out what's going on and get up out of Dubai I was like this looks like what I would have imagined so there was that um but yeah like I said I didn't really have anything negative to say about the acting um I, okay, let's talk about season two. So this was renewed immediately <laughs> after they aired the finale. So again, I told you guys it was eight episodes. And I don't think the, I used to talk about, oh, it's eight episodes too much or whatever. I honestly don't think eight episodes was too much. Again, this was based on a book. And so usually the source material is generally way more than the actual um, whatever we see on the screen, but because it's a TV show, you have a little more room and liberty to uh, 
translate more of it onto the screen again to more of those details I don't really feel like there's a lot of filler I think again I wasn't a fan or not a fan I didn't think I didn't need the mind palace to help persuade me to like Cassie because even with it I just was like not a fan but I think what it did help to do and this is and this is one of the things that I think a lot of of books or TV shows that or books or TV shows that I think this is one of the things that a lot of TV shows and or movies struggle with when they're trying to translate from book to screen is like there's so many details and a lot of times you'll watch it and you'll feel like you're missing information or someone be like oh I mean it was okay but I feel like the the book had way more detail you would under you would understand it more if you read the book there's you should never be at the point where that's the case someone's like oh read the book has more detail or it tells it better or something like that I think this is one of the few cases where they took advantage where the mind palace takes advantage of being able to draw out a lot of the detail from the book that gets clouded in the messiness of being as the reader being stuck in Cassie's brain which I think also is what I struggle with reading a book because it's just like oh my gosh you're literally reading her thoughts and it's just all over the place versus on the screen they kind of use this mind palace to hold some of those thoughts and therefore you get to go back and see a lot of kind of what led to Cassie being the way she is um, and seeing flashbacks to uh, what happened with her father, the car crash, how she treated her brother and things like that. So I do think that that worked in their advantage as far as being able to up-level some of those minute but major, is that even a thing, details. Um, in the second season, they said that the Mind Palace will come back in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that's going to look like. Again, this is supposed to be a limited series. Alex's mystery has been solved. We end this with Megan running off. No one knows where she is. Shane is still around, even though he's supposed to be a secret CIA agent for following her. But he's still around and working on the airplane. They've offered... I didn't even talk about the detectives. I could not with the guy detective. I was just like, at some point, <laughs> if I could, I would punch him in the face because he was just a douche, an asshole. And just when you talk about limited scope, limited visibility, that was him. He was just so frustrating to watch. But they did offer Cassie the opportunity to become a secret CIA informant, if you will, for them and um, be on flights to like follow people and give info and stuff like that. So I'm, assu I'm assuming that's what the second season would be about is her doing that will also somehow tie back into Megan and where she is and more of that story, which I'm just not a fan of. And I'm just like, honestly, I don't care what happens to Megan. She was annoying <laughs> from beginning to the end. She was an, I could, <laughs> Meg was just not, she was, she was not, a, I don't know them really were, but she was just irritating. She was so irritating. So we're to assume that that will be um, a main story 
line of a of the second season. I keep on say potential because I'm always I'm so used to being like potential, potential, possible, possible second season. But no, there is a second season. Um, I will say I don't think we need to do more than eight episodes. Honestly, I don't even know what this because I mean the book is one book and pretty much the first season covered that whole book. Again, there are some things that happen in the end that I'm leaving out because I don't know if they're going to like surface that in a possible second season. It honestly depends on where we start in the second season. But <laughs> that being said, we don't need more than eight episodes. And also the format, like the dropping three, then two, then two, then two, then one, or no, it had to be three, then one, then two, to two, two. Because by the time we got to the finale, there was only one episode. So at some point, they must have switched gears and was like, oh, we're not going to drop one episode a week. We're going to drop two episodes a week. Not quite sure when that happened. But I would prefer then if that's the case for them to drop them all at the same time. Because you guys know, I love to binge <laughs> the entire series in one go because I feel like... For me personally, because I know I'm going to be discussing a lot of what I watch, it's just easier for me to retain that information versus having it spread out all over a long period of time. But um, yeah, so I'm assuming we're going to follow Megan, probably get into Cassie being a CIA informant. I want to see more, I want to see more develop between her friendship um, with her and Shane, because I think he's an interesting character. And when we saw Shane on the screen, actually it was like, oh, thank God, a breath, like a breath of fresh air from all the chaos that we've been in. Also, the same with Ani, even though uh, there were some moments where I was like, but she seemed to have the most damn sense in this entire thing. <laughs> so I want to see more um, of the progress between that friendship. If Cassie is going to be this CIA informant, I'm assuming she's going to be leaning on Max for info. So I want to see him be incorporated more and in helping us solve things. Cause you guys know at the end of the day, I love a mystery. So we're solving something. <laughs> I'm gonna most likely be on board regardless of how irritating all the characters may be. So I would want to see that as well. And also I want to see more as far as how Cassie and her brother move forward. I don't need to see these two police officers again. I mean, the female one, which, what was her name? I think her name was... I can't find her name. Was it Jada? <laughs> I don't think it was Jada. I didn't find her, but the two uh, police officers, like, I don't need the female one, but the male one, Van. <laughs> oh, no, her name was Kim. Kim Hammond was the female detective. Like, I mean, whatever. If we if they want to bring her back, that's fine. Van, I just literally cannot <laughs> do any more of him. He can go. We're good. Wipe our hands. So that was pretty much all I really have to say. I feel like this was more so of a mini rant slash <laughs> discussion of this show. But I don't know what you guys thought about the flight attendant. You know, I try to keep it succinct because I didn't want to be just talking about the book, even though I couldn't really remember <laughs> everything that happened in this book. But at the end of the day, would I watch the second season? I will watch the second season, but I will say I will not be opposed of tapping out if I feel like we're not going anywhere with the second season because 
we got a second season of Big Little Lies that was also based on a book or a novel that was one book and we gave it a second season. It was like, we didn't really need the second season. So again, I feel like the flight attendant is a little bit different because I feel like they can just create these um, stories and scenarios because she is a flight attendant. So I feel like there's there's something to work with there, but I think it's just all going to be an execution of how we do it. And if that story is strong enough and if we see these characters develop enough, because again, like I said, there are a lot of fringe characters and I should define what I mean by fringe. Fringe as in they were there, they relate to Cassie in some way, but either they didn't have a lot of screen time or we really didn't see much of much character development behind them. So again, this is a show that had a lot of French characters, which I thought were very interesting based on what we saw. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm going off on a tangent. Let me know what you guys thought about The Flight Attendant. Do you want to see a second season? And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Benjamin on Instagram and at current Benjamin Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.